Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another His Dark Materials podcast. I am your host, Cecily. I am your host, Alexis. And we are covering season two of His Dark Materials, which is coming out on HBO Max for the these United States on November 16th officially is the premiere. Um mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's already out of the, uh, at least the first episode in uh on Sky BBC something like that. Something like that. Yeah, probably BBC. Yeah. But um, yeah, I believe that was the fourth that it came out on. Okay, yeah. But we here are just simple Americans, and <laughs> we're covering it in the time that we can. Mm-hmm. Um, we covered the first season on Bald Move TV when, uh, you know, we were both affiliated with Bald Move, and we still kind of are. But right, but now we are going to be hosting it primarily on the Swizzbold Network. Swizzbold, Swizzbold, Swizzbold yeah. Entertainment <laughs> Podcast. And we're also hosting it on Bald Move as well for all of our fans on Bald Move that want to cover or follow our coverage. We are, we're, you know, we're trying something new. We're, we're putting on both platforms and, you know, just let us know how you feel, what you think. We're doing it. See what happens. Yeah. Doing it. Just fuck it. Fuck it. See what happens. <laughs> fuck it. Fuck it's, around it's and tw- find it's out. It's 2020. We're not even, <laughs> we can't even, I could barely see your face because you're all dark over there, but. Her yeah. dark materials, her dark face, her with dark no face. light on the camera. <laughs> yes, that's how it's going. Because we're recording separately. <laughs> that's what just what you do now, right? You gotta be safe. You gotta be safe and secure, and not um, spit on each other. Yeah, but I'm really excited to go into a different world where none of this real shit matters. Yes, please. and we will be covering his dark materials season two. I'm I'm really excited about this. Um, I am if, too. If you're interested in finding all of our season one coverage, you can find that at baldmove.com. There's a link to that in the show notes that'll take you directly to all of our episodes from before. So go find that out. Um, make sure you binge all of that before season two because you got to know our thoughts in advance and our stances, controversial as they sometimes are. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. You need to, you have to pay the the England the dull colored England price <laughs> before you can get to the the worlds of magic. Exactly. Exactly. So, right up front, we're going to talk about our book knowledge and we're going to talk about the trailers a little bit. Um we're not going to get into anything spoilery right now. We're just going to talk about all of the, you know, our backgrounds and all the things you can see in the trailers. After that, we're going to talk about everything we've learned from season one where all of our characters are left and all of that and at that point we're going to talk about spoilers so if you want to listen up through that then you won't be spoiled on season two things we personally don't have knowledge of things that are going to happen in season two but using book knowledge we will probably make some educated guesses yeah i'll try to keep it uh as vague as possible while still being valuable in some way <laughs> while still being worth listening still to. being mildly interested <laughs> interesting mildly interesting <laughs> yep okay so as far as book knowledge goes i have only read that first book i own mm-hmm. the amber spyglass which is the third book but i couldn't find the subtle knife which is the second book so i just haven't read it yet and i, I think i'm just gonna stick with that 
you can have the book knowledge, I'll have the show knowledge, and we can kind of compare and contrast that way. Yeah, that works. I have read the books when they, maybe not when they first came out, but when I was younger, mm-hmm. when I was the appropriate age to read these <laughs> books, sort of. And I since have listened to them um, as audiobooks several times over. Nice. What, what's the most like recently that you've listened to or read them? Is last year, okay. last summer, I think. So it's still pretty fresh in your mind. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. I mean, being a fan anyway, then mm-hmm. certainly it's got to be. Um, yeah, I'm much more interested in the lore of uh, fantasy worlds than I am mm-hmm. in the lore of my own world <laughs> Right, as it goes. Um, so given the trailer knowledge and also the, you know, the chronology knowledge, it seems like this season is just going to follow the plot points of the subtle knife. It seems like it. Okay. They might, you know, they did change some minor things in season one, so they may do that again for season two, just to make character things make more sense you know sometimes they will combine characters or yeah they'll eliminate a character and have one that you already know doing that action instead yeah so i'm prepared for that kind of stuff but for the most part it does seem like they're just like season one they're going to stay pretty faithful to the plot points and the beats of the books yeah and that was something that i i think as a kid i was much more of a book reader than i was a movie watcher and if it came mm-hmm. to you know me reading a book and then going to see a movie because i loved both things equally but i always was drawn to like comparing like apples to apples the book versus the show and i think now as an adult i have much greater appreciation for understanding why these differences occur right. you know you you got to keep the book people interested and some things work in books that don't work on screen. Like a lot yeah, of uh, the... just like a lot of George R. R. Martin's Game of Thrones stuff were, were things that you couldn't see happening, but, you know, were alluded to in text that maybe you could suss out. But, you know, it's just, you, you got to keep things interested, interesting rather. And especially as like a creative, someone who's making a film or a TV show adaptation, they have to be creatively, uh, you know, exercised as well. So Definitely. I understand that. Yeah. Adaptation is an art. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Which is something I didn't appreciate as much. Like you said, when I was younger, I was just being very nitpicky. Yeah. <laughs> as as one is wont to do. I was a, what, what I guess an edge lady is what I was <laughs> instead of an did you just floor. coin that term I love it <laughs> uh, maybe maybe is it a was it a good thing for me to be probably not but I'm writing that is probably what I was but I yes my patience has increased as I've gotten older and I understand why <laughs> that stuff has to happen yeah um you know because you you know you fall in love with the books and you want them you you know you want your exact mental image that you had while reading the books to be translated on screen that's not possible but yeah, uh and every little second also of the book yes not be on screen because then you will just have a six-hour movie <laughs> right and that's no fun Although I guess that's kind of it what could be fun, but <laughs> a series is it's listen. Why would anyone want? I actually make I that? watched Jim struggle through Two Towers the other night. Bless his heart. It's not even a bad movie. It's just a three-hour movie. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that a lot. that man looked tired halfway through. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Okay, so let's talk about the trailers for the season. I have some yes. notes here. 
Mm, um, notes. How professional. <laughs> I got. I, I have a lot of things that stood out to me in the trailers. Like I said, I haven't read the book this season, so I have no idea what to expect. But I, I'm going to start off here. Love the feature of the witches. Mm-hmm. Serafina Pecola especially, but it seems like the witches are featured quite heavily and they're very important in this war to come that they keep saying in the trailer. Again, no spoilers. It's just what we've seen so far. Um, right. There's uh, Mrs. Coulter has a witch at some point and she's interrogating them, which, uh, you know, looks violent. But also mm-hmm. you see these shots in the trailers of like this this uh, mist. <laughs> I didn't want to say this. I was trying to think of other words, but this mystifying <laughs> mist. This oh, okay. This like you can see like this mist kind of like comes into a shot and it forms into a witch. But you also see this kind of like dust. I guess that's the word I'm looking for is dust comes to um, almost attack Miss Coulter at one point. It grabs Will at some point or or sneaks up behind him. Is that all witches or is dust, uh, this is rhetorical, I guess, is dust manifesting in like a malevolent way? It's going to have to be rhetorical because I totally know the answer to this. And I cannot say (laughs) because that would be rude. So are you, I'll just say it. That's mildly interesting. Are you equally as excited about witches featuring more heavily, especially so many more than Serafina? People, I don't know their names. Yeah, definitely. I remember the witches in the books playing, despite the fact that they're like this powerful, you know, force in the world, they actually play a pretty small part in the books. Mm-hmm. They're just sort of mentioned on the side. Um, eventually, they some of them pick a side. And some of them pick another side. But it's uh it'll be interesting to see how much they actually do lean on the witches in this. And if this is just if those are all the scenes, all the witch scenes were just what we saw in the show. That's all we got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be unfortunate. But you just I'm see them it's like not the case. Prophesying and seeing things burn. <laughs> yep. Standing around in the woods, yeah. looking at each other. Yeah. Um that would be a shame. Yeah. Uh, We also saw some really fucking cool submarine shots. Got more Mm. like really, you know, futuristic steampunk type of uh, tech. And I love that. It's something I talked about, like the airships last year. We talked about loving. Um, (laughs) Lee Scoresby's balloon, especially. uh, Yeah. It's just wonderful. (laughs) I I love that balloon. Yeah. It's a great balloon. Mm -hmm. Um, We see Mrs. Coulter with so many great outfits i love her style i i don't love her i love her style she's really killing it her style is good yeah Uh uh-huh her 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 sucks but her style is good (laughs) uh speaking of lee scoresby Mm -hmm. i'm looking forward to the hot priest and hamilton road show fuck or air show maybe air show show. (laughs) yeah oh can we coin road show into air show oh i don't see why not yeah we just did it yeah lee scoresby air show i okay so (laughs) not having read any of the books past the first one lee scoresby and will's father who is named i want to say luke perry but i know that's wrong it's perry though it's definitely perry Perry. it's colonel john perry is his name 
Uh, hot priest alert! It is Andrew Scott, <laughs> and he's he looks amazing. But you know, uh, Lee Scoresby kind of alludes to him having some sort of magical power. Mm. And I'm sure you find that mildly interesting. I find that highly interesting. <laughs> Um, I do find that interesting. Yeah, it seems like he kind of in the trailers again. We're just talking trailer knowledge. He alluded to being able to like control the wind or something like that. Um, yeah, yeah. He he was like, "Well, leave the wind to me." And the two of them meeting up is interesting because that tells me that John Perry is in. Uh, how do we refer to these worlds? In yeah, Lyra's world. Lyra's in world? Lyra's I'm going to say Lyra yeah. and Will's world. Yeah, that works. Um, In Lyra's world. He's got to be because Lee Scoresby doesn't know how to or isn't at the place where they found the rift to cross through. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is super exciting, this pairing. Um, What else? I'm so excited else? for the, uh, the landscapes, the new landscapes we get yeah. to see. We get to see... <laughs> places with weather other than raining which is cool yeah they keep showing this this like tiny circular but you know con- conical island that mm-hmm. looks like kind of a volcano or something like that that seems to be really important um there's a tower there's a really yeah, cool tower the tower there's a city and an that looks town yeah yeah a town that looks very italian for <laughs> yeah good reason <laughs> um lots of things go boom Lots of things go boom. Yeah. That... Very important booms. <laughs> um, but as always, if you were co- or listening to our first season coverage, I could use a little bit more animals. A little bit more animals <laughs> and demons. Yeah. More bears, I... more demons. That's also interesting. <laughs> All right. We All see right. there's in one of the trailers. We see a woman who we have not met before who Lyra is speaking to, uh, surrounded by a bank of computers. Oh. Which, again, oh, did you not see that one? No. There are like four trailers. Maybe I didn't. I think that was the, was that the Comic-Con trailer? I think it might have been. Okay. I don't know. Maybe. It was one of them. Yeah. I, I didn't register that when I saw it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But that is very important. All right. For reasons. For, for reasons. just reasons. Yep. Yep. Uh, I'm excited. I like that character a lot. Yeah. She's one of the best hearted characters, I would say, <laughs> in the whole thing. Okay. All right. Um, I'm excited about that. Do you have any more thoughts about the trailers that we've seen? Once again, it seems like they're going to stick pretty faithfully to the book, The Subtle Knife. Okay. Um, I like the depiction of the knife. I th- I think yeah. it'll look even cooler once we actually get a full view of it. But I they did have one shot, I think, of Will kind of slicing into the air with that knife yeah there was a shot of him slicing there was a shot of it like being knocked out of his hand and like buried in sticking very far into the floor yeah yeah Yeah, it's cool that is a subtle knife (laughs) (laughs) as far as like traveling goes i think this book has some of the most interesting stuff i'm gonna have to go back and review my knowledge but i think this book has some pretty cool vaguely religious things in it vaguely <laughs> this show seems <laughs> well, to have like yeah, some okay. very overt that's no, very overtly religious yeah. things but yeah yeah <laughs> not yeah. not to speak of the magisterium who of course is still 
hot on Liar's Trail. Right. Because they just can't give it up. No, can't get enough. Can't get enough of oppression. Nope. All right. So I want to talk now about uh, where we left everyone in season one so that everyone mm-hmm. can get caught up. So this is your final warning. We're going to talk about spoilers for season one. Potentially, no, I, I wouldn't say um, spoilers for season two because it'd no, be I'll... it'd be a spoiler for me too. So yeah, uh, no, I'll, I'll keep that. Yeah, I'll be careful of that. If you haven't seen season one, then again, go back and watch it. More than that, listen to our coverage and subscribe and all of that. <laughs> I would say it's like, more important subscribe. to listen to us than it is to watch the show. <laughs> exactly. That's a good that's a good introduction to this world. Yeah. Definitely. We'll tell you everything you need to know. But yeah, uh-huh. let's let's talk about these characters here. Let's, let's do it. Okay, so first on my list here is Lyra Balakwa and her demon, Pantalaimon. Mm-hmm. Uh so the last time we saw her. Uh, her best friend Roger just died because her father and mother killed him <laughs> in their quest to gain access to another world. Um, so the last time we see her, she crosses the bridge right behind Asriel and mm-hmm. she's in the other world. Yep. Um, so that's going to be interesting. Uh, second on my list here is Mrs. Coulter. Who had this, uh, who reunited with Lord Asriel. Mm-hmm. And I think in that scene, we learned that they were still very much in love, but separated because reasons. And he begged her to come over with him and kind of reject the magisterium. And she was not willing to do that. Yeah. In the books, he said, oh, that's so boring of you. Yeah. In the <laughs> books, he was much harsher. In the show, he, he they really so made us. Mean in the sh- yeah, yeah, they tried to really up the charisma of Azrael in the show. I mean, how can you not with James McAvoy? I mean, you cast that guy, and like, what are you gonna do? Yeah, hate him? Hard no, to make him no, a bastard, <laughs> right? Um. So yeah, that was that was really shocking, but um, I'm really interested to see where Azrael goes from here and what his purpose is in crossing mm-hmm. into that multiverse um so mrs coulter was left behind presumably went back to an airship or something like that in the middle of this war this battle that's going on between Mm -hmm. them and the i forget the term is it just polar bears they have a they have a name the panzerbjorn yes thank you thank you yeah it's been a while battle bears (laughs) battle bears (laughs) no 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 that's not it but i don't remember what it is they are battle bears bears. from here on out (laughs) every Uh, time i hear the word panzer i think of tanks so they're tank bears yeah right yeah Uh, technically with all the armor tank born tank Tank born bjorn Bjorn. (laughs) i i don't know shit about shit so let's move on from this point (laughs) Um, oh yeah, we swear. I hope that's yeah. We do sorry. that too. It's a little late try to... to warn you about that, but fuck Ooh, it. <laughs> shit, shit, shit. <laughs> um. So the next person on my list is Roger, who of course is super dead. So dead. It's so Just sad. Like super dead. The deadest. Yeah. The deadest. Of fell off the. Cute little... Fell off a mountain. You hate to see it. You hate did to he see fall it. Off yeah, he did. Sure. I think he got like blown off by the demon separation blast. I think the demon right. separation may have killed him or something like that. I don't know. The fall definitely killed him. So 
Yeah, well, <laughs> one would presume, yeah. I don't think he, he landed perfectly in a fluffy snowdrift. Right. The base of a mountain. Um, uh, The next people I have on my list here is John Fa and Ma Costa. And mm. those are our Egyptians who have traveled south with all of the children they rescued from the facility that right. was separating children from their demons. So um, hopefully all is well there. What are your thoughts on seeing the Egyptians and specifically these characters again this season? You think it's likely? Because I don't I'm think trying there's... to remember. I uh, I don't know that they will play a very big part in this. Yeah, it doesn't season. seem important anymore for for their story. It just seems like they accomplished their mission. They got some answers there. Mm-hmm. They're, uh, you know, guardians of these children who have been hurt and abused by the system. It does. Yeah, it does seem like most of their arc is complete at this point. Mm-hmm. Like there's still a little bit more stuff, but I don't know. It, their part won't be as big in season two as it was in season one, certainly. Um, My next two characters here are... Farter Corum and Serafina Pecola. I know the witches feature heavily in this season, but I am I'm very curious about well, I know that Farter Corum as a man who ages regularly and Serafina is not a woman who ages in the same way. We're not gonna get some sort of love story here. But Yeah. I'm I'm still invested in that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think, like, yeah, I, I know what you mean. There's still a little bit of hope there. I, I believe their time has probably passed. Like you said, time does not move the same way for both of them. <laughs> right. But it is sort of a... I like the sweet little scenes that they had yeah. in the first season. Yeah, I'm really... Um, I'm, for some reason, I mean, uh, the I have, the actor who plays Farter Quorum, I can't remember at the moment but his actual name, but I do... I uh I don't know. I think that maybe they will Serafina may draw on some memory to keep her strong or he will draw on a memory of her or something like that and I just think that's really romantic and sweet. <laughs> and I love that. <laughs> Everybody loves a a tragic love story. Yeah. Yeah. Um if you're not killing yourself at the end, why are you in love, Romeo and <laughs> uh. Juliet? <laughs> <laughs> what a what a unique standard for relationships <laughs> exactly uh, i'm saying that tongue-in-cheek just so you know i don't really believe that you should kill yourself aaron, aaron as... where are you aaron, some hot aaron, goss. hey will you drink this poison with me <laughs> he says no so i don't know we'll, oh. we'll see what happens with us um the next the next most important character, I think. I should have put this at the top of the list, but here they are. Yorick Berninson. <laughs> Yorick. Our King Bear. Last mm-hmm. seen fighting the airships that Mrs. Coulter brought in. Um, right. Do we have any opinion on whether or not he survived? I mean, I hope he did. I think it would be a big moment if he didn't. But I, uh, I hope that's not the end for him because I love him. And his little Can't. scarred face. I have no opinion on that. You think that's mildly interesting? I think that's mildly <laughs> interesting. I mean, everybody everybody loves him, so. 
you know. I hope like, I hope he doesn't die at any point. Yeah. Because that would be very sad. I hope he never dies ever. I hope he never dies ever. He's he's very good. Yeah. The voice acting is he's, wonderful. He's a good bear. He's a good um, bear. You know, there are differences that could be happening between the show and the books. Maybe he dies in the battle. I don't know. I certainly hope yeah. not, but it's I'm really curious to see. I I didn't think about this until just now, but a lot of the time in adaptations it is the middle and the end where things start getting very changed. Yep. So I am definitely going to be on the lookout for that stuff this season. Yeah. See if there are any major changes that will destroy what what uh, secret knowledge I have <laughs> of the <this> series. <laughs> I don't want to be as out of the loop as all of you. <laughs> that doesn't sound fun. I want to be the one with all the secret knowledge. Yeah, exactly. That's that. That's your role here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next and less important to me, Lee Scoresby and his demon Hester. <laughs> it's only it's only less important to you because it's Lin Manuel Miranda. I love Lin Manuel, but this is not this is not a great fit for a person. He doesn't have for a lot a person. of swagger. Is the problem? He's not, think... he's, he's just definitively not that Texan, Southern mm-hmm. kind of thing that they were going for. Um, but he's affecting this kind of accent and personality that just doesn't match. And I think they could have changed the character enough to make it work, but they kept the same backstory. But Castlin Manuel, who had an mm-hmm. almost musical scene at one point, and, uh, <laughs> um, I'm really trying the way he chewed the scenery in that bar fight when they introduced him was a tiny bit egregious but I'm really trying to tone down my negative criticism of this show (laughs) moving forward if we're going to continue to cover it because I do love it I love it I mean we wouldn't be here doing this if I didn't if we didn't love it Um, Mm -hmm. it's just it's a bizarre choice for me and we're just going to leave it at that and I'm not going to talk about it again for the rest of the season Unless something else egregious pops up and then we can't not talk about it. But, um, yeah. But that brings. If only. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, if only we could go back in time 10 years and just cast Sam Elliott again. Yeah. Yeah. No. That would be wonderful. This is what is so depressing to me is because I've seen the movie with the perfect fucking casting. The perfectly scored. You know what? Ruth yeah. Wilson is a better Miss Coulter. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Asriel, well, no, I don't know. I think they're pretty equally matched as far as Lord Asriel goes with uh, James McAvoy and Daniel Craig. They're pretty yeah. equally matched, I think. I don't know. I just don't like Daniel Craig as much, right. personally. That's fair. I think as far as like a book Asriel goes, Daniel Craig is probably better. Yeah. He was but a little bit colder. As, James McAvoy yeah. you can relate to, and it's like, that's not what you that's want. That's what I was going to say. As far as like someone on camera who I actually want to see doing stuff, uh-huh. I'm... Yeah, I'm right there with James McAvoy. Yeah. Uh, Sam Elliott Kidman is like the definitive kind of like Texan guy you want to see playing this. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to see him wheeling a deal and you want to see him talking his way out of stuff by just bullshitting. Yeah, you want to see him mustaching his way right out of things. And he can do that. Uh, and it's just, I mean, it's not, I, yeah, I think that's fair. It's not super fair to Lin-Manuel that I have mm-hmm. to compare him to Lee or not Lee Scoresby. I had to compare him to Elliot 
Sam. Sam. Elliot, comma, Sam. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> Thank you. I got you. <laughs> I got you, girl. So, yeah, not fair to him. Um, yeah. All right. So next is John Colonel John Perry, who, mm. I mean, you know, I don't think it's a spoiler, even though we're in the spoiler section, to say that he's going to come back and he's going to come back and play a major role. Andrew Scott is playing John Perry, Will's father, and mm-hmm. he's going to pair up with uh, Lee Scoresby, and it seems like it's going to be really interesting, and it's going to be, you know, uh, I, you know, if I were to say if we were to split this into, like, thirds, it would be one-third Magisterium, Mrs. Coulter, what the actual Magisterium is up to, and mm-hmm. then uh, Lyra and Will, who meet up, I'm getting ahead of myself, That'll be another third. And then it'll be like Lee Scoresby and John Perry. Seems like that's kind of the direction it's going. And then maybe maybe a fourth, actually, with the witches. Yeah, I think there will be other points of view kind of scattered throughout. But I think you're right. Those are the three main players at this point, main groups of players. Yeah. So I'm I'm wildly curious to see how the Scoresby and Perry thing comes about. What uh, John Perry's special powers are which lee scoresby says he has in the trailer um Mm. uh manipulating winds and like is he part witch i don't know (laughs) i'm just making up wild theories now because (laughs) i'm 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 so excited yeah um do you need more thoughts on hot priest (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i'm not as familiar with the, the hot priestness oh. of him as everybody else seems to be um seems fine seems fine to me seems fine he he's a really... fine priest to her <laughs> <laughs> i tell listen i don't know what kind of priest the man is seems like an okay explorer type figure i guess All right i don't know that i could envision that man in a heavy parka she but... downgraded from fine to okay priest all right. <laughs> Perfectly adequate priest. P-A-P. He's a pap. He's a pap. He's a pap schmear. He's, he's a papsy. Oh, yuck. I said schmear, you though. You took it to... Oh, that's worse. You know what? That's worse. Not better. I disagree. Bad Cecily. I disagree. <laughs> go, go sit in the corner and think about what you did. I'm going to go sit in horny jail now. <laughs> uh, that's not horny jail either. That's weird gynecological jail. Do not. It's just bad jail. It's just jail. <laughs> just lady jail. Don't kink shame me. <laughs> I don't want to hear about your bagel <laughs> habits, ma'am. Please, oh, can we talk about right. literally anything else? Let me wipe my eyes and let's talk about Hot Priest's son, uh, Will God. Perry. Yes. Uh, he is a young man, a troubled young man who has had many unexplained things in his life. And he also found his own bridge into the multiverse at the same time. Well, I guess we assume it's the same ish time that Lyra was crossing over on her own. So we see them together in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. We We see that they meet up and that's, that's really exciting. Um, I'm glad they're Mm -hmm. not going to like draw that out because those two need to meet up immediately. The children the are our future. Our future, yes. They are our future. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the beginning of the second book, I think they immediately meet up to. Okay. So, good. Uh, Yeah, not much to say about him. He's... um. We don't know a lot about him yet, other than he's had a hard life and he was good at taking care of his 
and his mother with psychological challenges. Yeah. His psychologically challenged mother. Yeah. Yeah. He's been, um, yeah, he's been pretty good so far, but nothing. I mean, he accidentally killed a guy. He went on the run. Yeah. Who, whomst among us. <laughs> but they were, you know, they were nefarious people. So sure. what could he do? And um, I think he's a pretty clever young man trying to make his way in the world with all mm-hmm. this, you know, lack of knowledge that he's dealing with. Um, which is an interesting juxtaposition against Lyra, who has all of this, you know, I want to say quote unquote magical knowledge because it's not magical in their world. Um, it is. Yeah. She, here's what I find interesting about these two characters. I don't know how, I think this is like the most mild spoiler in the history of mild spoilers. We're in the spoiler section. Drop it, girl. (laughs) So... Lyra is very, she has a lot of the magical knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. All this like, woo, destiny, which mm-hmm. is prophecy, something, something stuff <laughs> on her side. But she's also, her entire life, she's had maids taking care of her. Yeah. Like she, yes, she was an orphan sort of, but she lived in college and she had people who were taking care of right. her. Right. She had real cooking uh, for protection. her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So she had that background where Will obviously doesn't know shit about magic. Mm-hmm. Why would he? He's from what looks like our world. Mm-hmm. But he has a lot of practical knowledge as far as taking care of himself, taking care of his mom. Oh. He probably needs to know how to feed himself because she's probably not completely with it all the time. Yeah. That's an excellent so, point. Those two so combined. Mushing, yeah. yeah. With their powers combined, they might form <laughs> one competent human One competent child. Voltron person <laughs> who can yes. end the great war to come. Hmm, as people keep perhaps. saying. Yes. So magical destiny. <laughs> yeah. Uh so Elaine, which is Will's mom, Elaine Perry, she was left in the care of Will's very kind teacher, who is, mm-hmm. you know, one of the few very understanding people that he's had in his life. Um, right. like competent understanding people. So I don't know if we'll see her again, but you know, we we, we got what we got out of her. And then finally, on my main characters to catch up on list is Boreal. Mm, Lord Boreal, yeah. Mr. Snake himself. I was just about to say Mr. Snake up his sleeve. (laughs) Mr. Snake up his sleeve. Uh, (laughs) He's chasing after Will. I think, um, I don't know, memory does not serve. But if it does, I think he saw Will going into this multiverse or wasn't able to catch him before Will went into this multiverse. I th- I don't think it, he saw him. It's definitely one of those. Yeah, something like that. It's been a while since it, we watched this, but Boreal <laughs> yeah, is. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw him firmly on the side of like, uh, quote unquote, our world, where you know his storyline primarily takes place. So he's he's chasing Will for some mm-hmm. reason, and the you know what's interesting to me, and this thought just occurred to me. And maybe we even addressed it last year. I'm not sure. But the Magisterium has some sort of prophecy or predictions or something like that where they can, you know, Boreal knows to chase after Will. But the witches also have some other prophecy, which is fed from actual, like, uh, supernatural, is that the word, kind of prophecy, where they actually have, like, foresight into events in a different way. 
Yeah. So Boreal's I, I, information is being fed from a, a different but very similar place that the witches mm-hmm. are getting their information from. Like it, maybe it's always the lithiometer they have in their possession that feeds Boreal information. And the witches just say. have that it's, kind of like It's very precog. similar. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Very interested. <laughs> that's all I've got. That's know. all I've got to talk about the season and our, our past season and our predictions and all of that. Do you have anything else? Other than to say that, once again, I'm just very excited for the visuals of this season. Yes, it looks I'm glad amazing. they're going to be able to use. Yeah, it looked really cool. I'm glad they're going to be able to use more of the budget toward the the backgrounds and the scenery and not so much the apparently 50 demons i i don't know that i buy that but wait are sure. you trying to tell me that they spent a lot of their budget on demons last season because i that am not a paying what, customer on that that's what they tried to say mm. vehemently mm. defensively mm. <laughs> yeah i saw a and i i didn't watch it again i only watched it once mm-hmm. like a fool there was like this five minute thing on the His Dark Materials official Twitter mm-hmm. that was talking about the the money and the time that they spent on special effects for the first season. And it was like there's one guy in charge of doing all the the animal. Well, that explains and demon a lot. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, and he sounded mm, a bit defensive. Little little. <laughs> no, it's not crazy defensive. defensive, you know. It was, but if you're reading between the lines, he was kind of like, "I did my best. It was just me." <laughs> I'm so tired. Oh god. <laughs> Stop being mad at me. <laughs> Stop saying mean things about me on the internet. You know what? No, I'm just pro- yeah, not just projecting. <laughs> no, I have no bad things to say about this guy, but yeah, except that I wish there were more of him. Yeah. yeah, I wish there were more two. of you so that I could get mm-hmm. more demons because that's a focal point in like the whole idea of the thing, right? Demons are super important. But I don't know. I Definitely. haven't read the last few books, so maybe they're not. Maybe demons don't even like matter in the last few books. I don't know. It seemed pretty this. important in the first one. They're very important in Lyra's world. Okay. And that's all I'm going to say about that. I mean, it's one half of your soul, so I would assume so, but yeah, sh- it- I don't know anything. <laughs> I I just have a familiar. I don't even have a demon. I just have the shitty cat who follows me oh, around, so I cannot possibly understand. That cat's, that cat's great, though. She has a tiny face and an enormous ass, and I love her. <laughs> I know, and she sits right next <laughs> to me all the time. So I can't, I can't see her. I can touch her right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so jealous. Neighbor cat hasn't been by in like two days. Okay, this has nothing to do with anything. No, Sorry. no, we are digressing. Um, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, if you have any feedback that you want to send us this season, you can send that to entertainment at swizzbold.com. That link to that email address is in the show notes. If you didn't catch it, entertainment at It's pretty, pretty simple, pretty lengthy though. Uh, you can also find us on all of the social medias at swizzbold.com or not .com. God damn it. I'm bad at this. Find us on all the social media at swizzbold. You know. You know. Um, yeah. Us doing this second season and this podcast wouldn't be possible without our uh, Patreon supporters. Mm-hmm. You can become a patron if you want to. If you're not already, because why aren't you? You can do that Why at... Why would you not be? Exactly. Go to patreon.com slash swizzbold. Sign up. Super easy. 
uh, and we really appreciate your support. But right now, I want to thank specifically all of our Fred-level patrons by name, and they are Lisa Singleton, Greg Rasp, James Taylor, Byron Rasmussen, George P. Burdell, Angelo Morano, Jared Harrellman, Laura Luthi, Brandon Navito, Jenny, Mark Hahn, Kira Grusho, Arvin Rao, Jordan Hoyt, Dave Satterley. Thank you all so much for your support. I also want to say, since this is coming out a little bit in advance, we'll be doing our monthly Swizzbold live stream where we can talk to all of our Patreon supporters, no matter what level, live and through the YouTube chat on Thursday, November 12th at 8 p.m. Eastern. Hopefully you can make it live, but if not, you can watch it in all of our previous streams by signing up for patreon.com slash swizzbold. So in the U.S., the episodes come out Monday night. Alexis and I take Tuesday to do our first, second watches and take all of our notes and get our thoughts succinctly in order because they're very succinct. This is a very tight ship we run here. <laughs> we we is professionals. I couldn't even say that without laughing. Good job. Uh, so yeah, we usually take Tuesday to record, watch. I mean, we both are still working full-time jobs, so please have patience with us. And, uh, we record on Wednesday nights and then we release episodes on Thursdays. So look forward to all of our episodes from here on out coming out on Thursday morning. And again, if you have any feedback, entertainment at swissbowl.com and, uh, We look forward to seeing you guys and uh, joining the discussion again. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for listening. This should be a lot of fun. It It will be fun. No, not not should be. It will be. It will be fun. It will be fun. She has declared. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys. All right. We'll talk to you later. Bye.